0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Winter 2020-2021 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number eight intended for January 24th, 2021, the lesson entitled God is Always Faithful. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there, the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, we're going to look at chapters number one and chapter number three. But before we do that, everyone who watched the crew work believed they were watching a landscaping crew move dirt from one locale to another. Numerous people saw them working in broad daylight, but no one objected or called the authorities. The crew's plan was working. They, they were not a landscaping crew, and they were not moving dirt to spruce up the shrubbery. They were a group of creative, entrepreneurial thieves planning an unprecedented attack on Brazil's central bank. On August 6, 2005, the tunnel they were digging broke through the bank's concrete and steel vault and they robbed over $65 million in uninsured and unmarked bills. Although several of the robbers have been captured or killed, the heist remains one of the most, if not the most, expensive and bold bank heists in history. Now, To rob a bank after preparing in broad daylight is bold, but to rob God, as we'll find out, And Malachi is unbelievable. How does somebody rob God? Malachi asked this question to the Israelites, and he answered his own question by saying in tithes and offerings. When Israel paid their bills but did not pay their tithes, they were guilty of robbing God. When they forgot God or refused to make God their priority, they were guilty of robbing God. So don't rob a bank, whether through the front door or through a tunnel beneath, and don't rob God. We ought to give him the tithe and offerings he's due. And show him that we trust him to provide for us and make him our priority. God is always faithful, and he will always be there to help us in times when we need him, in times of discouragement. We're going to look at that focused thought today. Continual reminders of God's faithfulness keep spiritual discouragement at bay. Turn with me, if you would, to Malachi chapter 1, Malachi chapter 3, and let's look and see what God's Word would have to say to us today. All right, let's look at our text today Malachi chapter 1, verses 6 through 14, and then we'll read one verse in Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. Let me read this passage to you, verse 6 of Malachi chapter 1 A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? saith the Lord of hosts unto you. O priests that despise my name, and ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Will ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar? And ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee, or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? And now, I pray you, beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This hath been your means. Will he regard your person, saith the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for naught? Neither do ye kindle fire on mine altar for naught. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts, neither will I accept an offering at your hand. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye have profaned it, in that ye say the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even as meat, is contemptible. Ye also, uh, behold, what a weariness is it, and ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts, and ye brought that which was torn, and the lame, and the sick. Thus ye brought in offerings. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth, and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Now, this is somewhat of a difficult passage uh, understanding uh, when Malachi prophesied and what he was saying. But it's, he prophesies after the rebuilding of uh, Jerusalem, after the rebuilding of the temple. And but we see, we, we see, it, and it's it's a theme that pops up in many of the prophets this rebelling against God, this not trusting God, this turning their hearts away from God, and we find the people of Israel in the same manner here. They are discouraged. Their hearts are discouraged. They are, they are going through a difficult time, and their rebellion against God, they might not see it that way, but they are rebelling against him and against what he's asked them to do. The book of Malachi presents a sobering warning about the corrosive nature of discouragement. And the people's uh, dis- disappointment with the outcomes of their best efforts slowly turned into accusation against God. In essence, they were saying God doesn't love us and God doesn't listen to our prayers. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever been going through a difficult, discouraging time and you wondered if God really loved you? wonder if God was even listening to your prayers? But their disappointment also led them to make excuses for their own unrighteous behavior. We all have questions at times. We all wonder sometimes, you know, what's God doing? What is God even around? Where's God at? But the problem was the Israelites took it to an extreme. They they that disappointment led them to make excuses for their own unrighteous behavior, entirely missing the ways they had dishonored God's name and even robbed him of what rightfully belonged to him. The issue in Malachi's day wasn't so much the people rebelling against God as it was this passive-aggressive ignoring of God. And so Malachi, when he writes this, when he prophesies this, he's trying to reconnect God and this estranged people. Even though the people had lost their spiritual fervor, even though they, their observance of the covenant had grown lax, they were still God's chosen people, and all the promises of covenant relationship with Jehovah could still be theirs if they'd simply choose again to obey with a pure or a true heart. Let me read the focus verse for this lesson today. Malachi chapter three, verse six says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. God speaks a promise that he's the Lord. He does not change and he has protected them because of his covenant with them. He has not consumed them. He has not destroyed them. He has protected them. Our focus thought: the continual reminders of God's faithfulness keep spiritual discouragement at bay. Continually being reminded of God's faithfulness will keep spiritual discouragement at bay. Let's look at these. Uh, let's look at this passage a little bit closer, and and ask some questions here, and see how we can apply this uh, passage to our lives today. Verses six through eight, uh, we hear. We hear God speaking through the prophet that a son honors his father and a servant his master. So if I'm a father, where's my honor? If I be a master, where's my fear, saith the Lord of hosts. You've polluted bread upon my altar. You've offered the blind for sacrifice. And God just, through the prophet, is rebuking the people who have dishonored God by their actions and by their their sacrifices and by the things that they've done. They've dishonored him. I was thinking about this and wondering, how do how do you and I, how do we dishonor God in our lives? Are there things that we do that dishonor him? Now we would like to we would like the prophet to to to, to soften it here, right? We'd like the prophet to say, okay, you're doing some good things. So I encourage you to keep doing those good things. Now here's some bad things you're doing, but but God's going to forgive you and help you. And let's keep doing the good things. But Malachi doesn't do that. Malachi goes right at it. And I think it's good sometimes, I think it's important sometimes that we don't candy coat things for anybody or for ourselves that we hear the true word of God convict our hearts are there, is there something we're doing that is dishonoring him do i honor him with the words that i say do i do i dishonor him with the words that i say do i honor him with my actions or do i dishonor him with my actions do i bring bring shame upon his name or do i bring glory to his name I want you to think and 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 take inventory in your life are we honoring or dishonoring god with our lives and then he, these last few verses verses 9 to 14 um verse 9 talks about i beseech that god will be gracious to us and who's who's there among you that would shut the doors for not neither do you kindle fire mine altar for not i have no pleasure in you saith the lord and again god is, is through the prophet expressing this this um the the sadness towards how the Israelites are acting and how they profaned the altar, how they have have dishonored God. And I find it interesting, verse 11, for in the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, God says. And in every place incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. God's name is gonna be praised no matter if we honor him or don't honor him god's going to get glory and god's going to get honor because he is the great creator i just want to be someone who honors god i want to be someone who pleases god i want to be someone who does uh, to who acts and lives and speaks in a way that uh, that lifts him up and that brings glory and honor to his name so how can we make help make his name great among unbelievers God said it through the prophet Malachi. He said, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. My name shall be great among the heathen. How can we then make his name great among unbelievers? How do you make his name great each and every day? How do you lift up his name? Now, I know we make his name great on Sundays and we make his name great in our midweek services. We we praise him, we extol him, we sing to him, we lift our hands and we worship him. But outside of the church house, how do we make his name great? Come on, don't you hear people all the time dragging the name of Jesus Christ through the dirt, through the mud? They'll couple his name with curse words. They'll, they'll say his name at the most inopportune times in the most, in, in the most ungodly, unrighteous way. They profane his name. They, they drag his name through the dirt. They, they push it. They, they use his name as slang. They use his name in cursings. We, as the people of God, ought to make his name great. How do we make his name great? Yes, we speak of him in great ways. We talk about how great. We testify to people of how great God is. We're quick to give him honor. We're quick to give him praise. We're quick to say his name is great. But how else? Do people know that you're a believer? Do people know that you're a Christian? And when they know that you're a Christian and know what you confess to be a Christian, do you? Do we live in a way that brings honor to God? If we live in a way that brings honor to God and glory to God, we help make his name great. We ought not be ashamed of that name. There are people in this world, when you mention the name of Jesus Christ, they shudder. It, for some reason, it, it it causes it causes a rising of the blood in some people. They 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 hate it. They despise it. And some of the reasons they despise it. Well, Jesus did say we we would be hated by all men for His name's sake because of who He is. And when we stand for righteousness, we will be despised. But we ought to do everything within us to make His name great. How can you make his name great this week? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But the last question I want to ask, I want us to consider Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. First of all, I am the Lord. I am the God of, I am your God. He says, I, I'm the Lord of creation. I am the Almighty. I am the Lord. And then he said, I change not. And I believe he said this to reference the great covenant that he had made with the people of Israel. He said, you will be my people forever. In Jerusalem, I will put my name. I will never lift my name from there. He also talked about the throne of David that, that there would not, the scepter would not depart from. He made covenant after covenant with these people, made covenant after covenant with the people of Israel. And he wanted to remind them, I'm the Lord and I change not. I'm the same God who made the covenant with you years ago. I'm the same God who spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to make multitudes from your seed. I'm the same God who established covenant with David and said, the scepter will not leave his family. I'm the same God and I change not. I change not. God is faithful. And I want you to take a moment and think, how has God shown faithfulness to you? How has God shown himself faithful to you? Has he shown up in your life when you thought he might not be there? Has he proved to himself that he'd never leave you or forsake you? Has he done wonderful things in your life when you just didn't think there was going to be a way he made a way out? God has been faithful. He's been faithful to me. I could testify of so many things that God has proved himself faithful even when I did not was not paying attention to him, even when I was acting like the people here that Malachi was talking about. And I maybe accused God of not listening to my prayers and not knowing where I was at, not knowing what was going on. He proved himself faithful to me. And I had to fall on my face and repent and say, God, forgive me for my lack of faith because you have been faithful and you show me what faithfulness really is continual reminders of God's faithfulness will keep discouragement at bay. When you're, if you're discouraged, if you find yourself discouraged, if you find yourself depressed, if you find yourself downtrodden, beaten down, I want you to think of God's faithfulness. I want you to think of how good God has been to you, how he's never failed you, and he will not fail you. I want you to turn your eyes and your face toward his faithfulness because that is the only way to defeat the discouragement in your life. How can we apply this to us today? How can we apply this today? We can trust in God to help us when we're discouraged. That's the first thing. If you're discouraged this week, i put your trust in him. Trust him that he will help you when you're discouraged. And then secondly, seek to honor God and make his name great among the lost this week. Seek for ways to make the name of Jesus Christ great among those whom you are around this week. Talk of his greatness, testify of his greatness, but live in a way that proves Jesus Christ is great and he's greatly to be praised. Make his name great this week and watch God show up for you in your life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We are so grateful that you have been so faithful to us. You have never failed us. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. Oh God, you are always with us no matter what comes or goes in our lives. You are constant. You are the Lord and you change not. Your forgiveness is always with us. Your mercy and your grace is sufficient. We can trust in you and hope in you and have faith in you for we know that you're with us and that your hand is upon us. I pray for every single one of these listening today that your hand of mercy mercy would rest upon them. If they're facing discouragement, God, prove yourself faithful once again. If they're facing depression right now, prove yourself faithful once again. Let their eyes be turned to you and let them see your power and see your glory. And let us bring honor to you and make your name great. We praise and magnify that great name in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life